Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So happy to have you here. As always, my name is Carly Aquilino. I'm your host, and I am so excited to sit down and chat with my girls. You guys know my whole opening monologue. Thanks for being here. I appreciate you. Um, also, thanks to you guys that watch Bupkiss. I appreciate you so much. Um, <clears throat> sorry, you guys. I have like a really bad scratchy throat, little runny nose today. But um, thank you guys so much for the support on that. I, it really is such a special show. I'm just happy to be a part of it at all. So I, I appreciate your, uh, your love and your support from the girls. We're going to get right into these emails that you guys sent into secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. And I'm sitting here looking at, there is a tiny fly in my apartment, a, t- a tiny like house fly. And Stanley is living his best life. He's not even touching it. He's following it. First of all, it's walking. I- I'm going to say something right now. If you're a fly, do that. Fly. Why the fuck are you walking around? And it's so tiny. And he's just walking behind it. I mean, he's a freak. But I think it's so cute that he's not harming it. Um, anywho, you guys. <laughs> beautiful out in New York today. It finally feels like summer and you guys know what happens in the summer. During the summertime, the girlies are going out and and I've mentioned that before and I, and I will continue to do so. But anywho, we're going to get right into these emails. Cause like I said, I'm not feeling too hot right now. I want to get, I want to make sure I get to as many emails as I possibly can. This one says dating tips. Hey, Carly Cutie, can I have some of your single girl dating tips, please? I am new to the dating scene and I'm the type of girl who will do something dangerous unknowingly, like sneak out of my apartment to hook up with a guy without telling anyone, telling guys that I live alone, etc. It's innocent, but I also could be murdered. Any information would help. Love you lots. Uh, love you too. I think, you know, you can never be too safe. And it's like, you never expect something to happen, but I think we've all unfortunately been in situations with people where we're like, it's, it's a thousand percent, not our fault if something happens, but it's like, I thought this guy was fucking nice and he tricked me. You know what I'm saying? So that's like the number one thing is like, don't trust any of these people when you first meet them. Right. You don't know him like that. Even if he seems nice, they all seem nice. Okay. So I think always, always have your location shared with at least one person. Like my bestie has my location at all times. I have hers. If I go out, she checks up on me and she'll say like, you know, like I see you're still at this place. Let me know when you leave to go home. Or like, I didn't hear from you when you got back last night. Are you okay? Just stuff like that. It's really important that people know where you are. Okay. Um, cause like I said, you can never be too safe, but these guys are freaks. These guys are freaks. Even if you're just like, you're saying like sneaking out to go hook up with someone or hang, hang out with someone, eh, just tell your friend, say, Hey, I'm going to my friend's house. I'm sharing location. You know, keep an eye out. If you don't hear from me and don't ever, ever tell somebody that you live alone when you first meet them. You know, if you're chatting with somebody online or something like that, don't tell them that you live alone. Girl, I I told you guys too, like even like Uber drivers, like have a different name on your Uber. 
I hate when Uber drivers, like it, this has happened to me so many times when Uber drivers go, oh, are you, um, do you live alone here? Like, why the fuck are you asking me that? I always go, no, I live with my husband. Not my husband, not me making him up. I'm like, no, I live with my husband. But just be careful. Just be careful. I think the best thing you could do is just make sure people know where you are. Um, this one says the one that's always single city style. Hey, Carly, I'm just going to get right into it. I've been single all my life. Literally, I'm born and raised in Las Vegas besides the years that I left for college, but dating has never been my thing. High school and college, me were about the memories and the friends. Well, fast forward the last few years, and you could say that I'm an expert at first class, at first dates, not at first class and the dating stage. I've just been feeling so lonely and I know there's a difference between being alone and being lonely and I'm feeling lonely just because every single one of my friends are in relationships or even have their own families and I'm still in phase zero. Lately, the men tell me that I'm amazing and they swear it's not me, but they're just not ready. After buying concert tickets, meeting friends, talking about your conversations to your mom about me, then after one to five months, I get the whole spiel. I need new tips. I've been on Tinder, Hinge, and Bubble since 2017 on and off. And the same men pop up, some I've already tried. And since then, I, and since I do live in Viva Las Vegas, a lot of them just want me to come to their hotel room for a night. Dating sucks, especially as a city girl. Um, okay. So first of all, I think, I, I think the number one thing that we have to focus on here is you feeling good you feeling good because if we don't feel good and we're going out on dates, that type, that like, uh, people can read that and people feel that type of energy from us. And I've been there so many times where like, maybe I'm looking for a relationship or I'm in, you know, a, a part of my life where I'm feeling pressure to be in a relationship. And I put too much pressure on a date or I put too much pressure on someone that I'm dating. That's why I always tell you guys, number one, date more than one person at a time. Okay and focus on you. Focus on being the happiest, best version of yourself that you could possibly be. That way, if you go out with a guy for four months, five months, and it doesn't work out, you're not feeling this way anymore. You're like, okay, cool. He spared me. What can you do? But I think that type of energy of that, like, I'm looking for something serious is what um, can be a little off-putting. Now, I it's so weird because like on the other end of it, I'm like, yeah, I think we should be honest about our expectations and, and what we want in relationships, but it really, it's different. Like just coming out and saying it when you guys are having the conversation versus, um, you know, them kind of like having this like thought of it in their head, like, oh, she must really want to be in a relationship or whatever. Like, it's good to talk about things like that, but I don't know. I just feel like people can feel that. And I felt that way too. I'm sure people have felt that way with me. And like, I have felt that way with guys where I'm like, whoa, 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 this is too much. You know, like, I don't know what you want and it just gets confusing. But I think the most important thing is feeling good, feeling like the best version of yourself, right? Um, because that's, I mean, that's key. 
and again, date a lot of other people. And something that I will tell you guys, because I have had such a freaking weird last few weeks in terms of uh, my dating life. And there was this guy that I had a back and forth with for a few years. I had seen him months ago and I had told my friend, I said, that was last time, you know, and, and it was never anything serious, but like he was around in my life for a few years. And he's just that guy that like never really went away. And I never wanted to be with him. He's so not boyfriend material, but I don't know. It's just like one of those weird things you can't really explain. But I had told my friend, I'm done. And if he reaches out to me anymore, I'm just not answering him because he's not the type of person you could really have a conversation like that with. So I just said, whatever, you know, I'm going to ignore him. And it drove him nuts. It drove him crazy. This is a guy that's like never given me an inch. Like he's just always been so impossible. And I would hear from him like every few weeks. I never really heard from him regularly. Um, but when I guess he caught on that I wasn't responding, he started calling me, texting me every day. A few weeks ago, he's like, I need to talk to you. It's so important. And girl, you know, I need the tea. So I'm like, what is it? And he's like, I just need to have a conversation with you. And I go, well, I really can't, I, I don't have time. And he's like, it's so important. I was like, well, tell me over the phone. He's like, no, it's so important. I have to tell you in person. I go, I'm not doing this, playing this game. Cause he's like a master manipulator. And he's screwed me over so many times. I mean, he's the worst. This guy's the fucking worst. Okay. Um, anywho, I was ignoring him. I went back to ignoring him and girl, he showed up at my apartment with flowers the other day. When I told my friends, their jaw was on the floor. Like that guy who never even gave me a compliment. He never was like, I mean, he gave nothing, nothing. And oh my God, him showing up with flowers. I thought hell froze over. Um, so I had, I was laughing with my friend the other night we had gone for drinks and I said, girl, I said, you just got to ignore them, I guess. <laughs> Once they know you're not interested, they go freaking cuckoo, but you have to genuinely not be interested. You know, you can't fake that. Cause that also people can tell if you're just playing a game. But anywho, I don't know why I told that story, but I'm just saying like, you just got to be focusing on yourself and doing what you want to do. And that type of, and people feel that type of energy too, you know? Okay. You guys, just a quick word from our friends this week. Secret Keepers Club is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, it's easy to get caught up in taking care of others so much that you forget to take care of yourself. BetterHelp lets you take time that's just for you. Talk through your challenges with a licensed therapist, all from the comfort of your own home. BetterHelp is online therapy, no sterile doctor's office, no busy commute. Do therapy when and where it works for you. You guys know I'm such an advocate. We have to take care of our minds we have to take care of our mental health and it's so important. And I think BetterHelp is such a great tool for that because it's convenient. And if you're somebody like me, where sometimes just the thought of getting up and getting out of the house, Stanley, please, you need be better help. Yeah, you do, buddy. Yeah. 
So even just the thought of getting up and going sometimes is too much, too overwhelming for me. So I think it's really, really important that, um, you know, there's a convenience aspect to it. So you can take time for yourself and find some chill in your life already. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with your therapist, easily switch therapists at any time at no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Secret Keepers today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Secret Keepers, BetterHelp.com slash Secret Keepers. Okay, this one says, am I a glorified hookup? Uh-oh. Hi, Carly and the girlies, new listener here. And I have to say thank you for <clears throat> a good chuckle on my morning walks. Oh, thanks so much for tuning in. Elkert writes to the chase. I met this guy two months ago through mutual friends on a weekend away. We vibed the first night and shared a steamy makeout at the club, not at the club. And he invited me back to his place. He lives in the city that we were visiting, but I politely declined. We exchanged info and I figured I wouldn't hear much from him since he lives about two hours away. To my surprise, he texted me later in the week and wanted to see me again. We planned a brunch date, meeting halfway, and it went well. I invited him up this week and we got dinner and had a slumber party. We've spent three more weekends together and random weeknights together, and he has planned everything and shelled out a pretty penny for our dates the whole time. We've met each other's friends, and he has even planned things for us to do into June. However, there is about a month gap where we're both busy. He also posted us on Be Real whenever we're together and a selfie of us on his Instagram grid. See below. Okay, let me see below. Oh, cute. That's a cute picture. You're so pretty. Um, okay. The only thing that has me second guessing is that he doesn't text me much during the week. I refuse to text him first. And when he does text me, uh, we don't have much conversation It's unless it's to plan our next hangout. The lack of communication when we are apart is a red flag for me, but everything else seems to be going well. He chatted with me throughout last week and wants to come up in two, sorry, <clears throat> in two weeks. Uh, he has to head this way for work anyway, so I feel like it's just convenient for him and not a genuine effort to see me. Should I cut my losses now and tell him the lack of communication is a turn off or should I let him come up for work and talk to him in person? It needs some big sister advice. Also much love. I've added my 14 year old blind chihuahua. Let me see your blind chihuahua. Oh my God. Wow. Chihuahuas live forever. This dog is so cute. And it's like a little peanut. I hope his name is peanut. Um, okay. I think this is a classic case of we're overthinking. We have really nothing to worry about here. I understand uh, we all have different ways that we want to communicate. Uh, and the, especially when we're like dating someone, we want them to communicate with us in a certain way, but it's totally fixable to just bring it to his attention and just say like, hey, I need to hear more from you or I want to talk to you more. It doesn't even have to be like a serious type of conversation. Like, hey, I would really like to talk you know, to talk more. So, you know, call me when you get home from work or something like that. Um, and you could just say like, that's something that I need from you. And you know what? I've also learned nothing that you say is going to push away the, the right person for you. So he's probably going to go, okay, yeah, sure. Cool. You know, he's probably trying to play it cool and it's new. Um, but he has made a good effort 
to see you. He's come out to see you a bunch of times. He posted you on his Instagram. Um, so it's doesn't feel like he's hiding you or like he has like a girlfriend or something like that. I would just, I know it's hard to do when we really like someone, but I would just go with the flow because I think you're just overthinking this situation, you know? Um, but definitely bring it up to him and he's going to go, oh, okay, yeah, sure. They don't know. They're really not, you know, they're not all there. I would just go, hey, I really like talking to you. I would love to hear from you more. Just FYI, that's something that's important to me, period. That's all. It's not that serious. And he'll be like, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, for sure. You know, he's driving to see you. There's your answer. We also have my my tried and true, my favorite product that we've ever had on this podcast, Osea. It is time for spring cleaning. Ditch your old expired skincare and refresh your routine with Osea. Whether you've been up late with your kids or late at the bar, like some of us, aka me, Osea has you covered with their Ocean Eyes Serum that brightens and depuffs. We all love a good cooling rollerball, and this serum delivers. Just roll it on to reduce the look of crow's feet and under eye bags. You guys, I need all damn help I could get. I always look dehydrated. I look haggard half the time. If I go out at night, it's going to take me about 48 hours to 72 hours to kind of refresh. And Osea helps me do that. Okay. If I don't have my Osea, I'm looking crazy out. So Osea has been making clean, vegan, and cruelty-free products for over 27 years with high-performing ingredients such as hyaluronic acid, peptides, and undaria seaweed. Your skin will thank you. Spring into your most radiant skin yet with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SECRET at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. That's O-S-E-A malibu.com and use the code secret for 10% off. Um, this one says, why is this so embarrassing? <laughs> why is it so embarrassing to ask for the Wi-Fi password in stores and restaurants? Uh-oh. I was out of fitting for my wedding dress and I couldn't FaceTime my sister because I was in a basement with no service, but you'll literally never catch me asking for a Wi-Fi password. It is mortifying. Like they're always trying to be creative with the password. You have to ask them to repeat it three times. Like, no, I'd rather just live in the stone age. Thank you. Attached are a picture of me and my dog and my fiance. Let me see. Wait, your dog is so cute. She has one of those big fluffy white dogs that looks like a, like a, what is that? What kind of dog is that? Like, it's like a, the type of dog, oh, fuck, I forget the name of him, but he's so cute, big, white, fluffy guy. It's not a chow chow. Wow, and you and your fiance are gorgeous. You're really, uh, you have really pretty eyes. See, I'm telling you, the people that listen to this podcast are, are just like attractive people. It's kind of crazy. So let's see. This one says, doozy of a date for you. Oh, wait. Yeah, no, the Wi-Fi thing is mortifying. And I always remember, I always remember when I worked at a hair salon and people were so rude to me and like, just like to really anybody, if you work in the service industry, people literally just treat you like shit. It's so weird. It's so weird that people just do that. Um, and I have no fucking idea why, but people would come in, these ladies would come in to get their hair done and they would slam their laptops down like on the counter. What's the, what's the Wi-Fi password? Like, 
okay, you've been here for three seconds. Can you chill? You know? And they would just be like surfing the web half the time. Um, it's also like, go on your phone. <laughs> but okay. This one says doozy of a date for you. Hey, Carly and the kitties. I really thought I had seen it all dating in New York, but I had a whirlwind of a date this weekend. So of course I have to tell the girls. It's truly a full saga. There are both funny parts and dark parts. So you've been warned. Sorry, it's long. Okay. Now she sent one of these emails where it's literally impossible for me to read it in. Oh, okay. Hold on. I have to copy and paste it into my, um, into like word because it's all jumbled up. And I wonder what it is that makes that happen, but okay, here we go. She says, I go on a date with this man. First five minutes. I was thinking it was a no because while he was very hot, he was really stiff and I was already having to ask all the questions to keep from there being awkward silences. He actually loosened up after a bit and seemed kind of cool. I was back and forth between not being into it and thinking it'd be a fun one night thing, a conversation topic that will come up later in the story. I knew very little about him beforehand and he told me like 30 minutes in that he worked at a bank. I made a comment that didn't seem like, oh, like, oh, it didn't seem like he worked at a bank because he's a surfer dude. And he said he's not in the douchey bank type jobs that everyone thinks of. But he went on and on about how he has to go to their floor sometimes and they're the worst. They're always grunting in the gym. They all look the same, etc. We ended up hanging out for quite a while. We met up at eight and the story will end at 1 a.m. I'm not a huge drinker and he said he wasn't either. So once we had three drinks, he asked if I wanted to go back to his, given that it was loud and smoky where we were. Oh, where can you smoke inside? I want to go. Um, and I said, sure, because he lives pretty close to me anyway. Upon first glance, this man's home looked normal. And then Carly, <laughs> oh God please don't do this. He opens up his fridge to get us a drink. Not only is it empty except for a kombucha and one other small item, but it, oh God, it has the user manual still in the fridge. And it was 100% because he just never used enough fridge space to even think of moving it. No, that's, that's deranged. I make fun of him for this. And then he opens his cabinet to get cups and there were about five of the gym slash take with you water bottles and one tiny little cup. So I make fun of him for that. And I said, what do you do when you're having dinner and you need water? And he said, well, I just use the big gym ones. Oh God, not this guy having one cup. And we're supposed to, we're, we're supposed to procreate with these people with, with the male species. That's our responsibility to, to I'm, I'm supposed to fall in love with a guy that has one cup in his whole fucking house. Please. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> okay. She says, okay, hold on. Let me let me pick up <laughs> where I was. Okay. Okay, so he uses the big gym ones. Same response about when people come over. He has given guests water in those big water bottles. Oh my God. So this part was actually so fun because he was very receptive to the jokes at his expense. And I eventually had him filling his Amazon cart with kitchen supplies, including a pan because he did not have one. 
he said, look, I have a pot. I just use that for everything. And he had one bowl, not one regular bowl and a large bowl or anything, just one small bowl. How does this guy even survive? Pictures below of his fridge. (laughs) God. So at this point, it's been like an hour of being at his place. And when we headed home, I told him I'd want to be in bed in like an hour and a half to give myself an out. Even though the whole um, unprepared kitchen thing was funny, it gave me a little bit of the ick, but I didn't express that at all. Um, Then he's talking about having a deer in his freezer from when he went hunting and someone, oh God, from a hunting trip, someone took him on more of the ick for me, but of course- I'm not a meanie and not expressing that. He's also talking about how, quote unquote, men love it in parentheses, having meat that he hunted for himself. And I'm like, oh, specifically men in this conversation um, about what is more, quote unquote, man. This man says, I mean, bulls aren't particularly masculine. Oh, God. I'm like, are they feminine? Does your dad not have bulls in his kitchen? And he's like, yeah, yeah, okay. Maybe better to not gender things with you. Wow. And I'm like, yeah, LOL. So again, ick, but I didn't let him know that. Maybe five minutes later, it's been as long as I said I'd stay. And I said, okay, so it's late. I'm going to head out and go to bed. He's very much giving, but why aren't we going to hook up energy and is saying some gross things, asking me like three separate times if I'm sure I don't want to stay and hook up. He asked again, if it's something that he did. And I'm like, no, no, no. It's just been great to meet you. I told you I wasn't going to stay much longer. Remember? He's like, yeah, but remains fairly weird while I leave. But from my perspective, we left on a fine note because the gross comments and me not being into him, I'm sorry, besides the gross comments and me not being into him. So the next morning I'm telling my roommate about all of the above and I see a text from him and I'm like, ugh while I'm mid storytelling, it is a full page long. So I have a jump scare reaction and close it out and keep telling my story. After that, I make myself look at the preview without opening it, like on the page with all your texts. And what I can see is you understand stereotyping me as a banker bro and getting mad at me for dot, dot, dot. I feel like I can tell exactly what is going to be and it's not worth all the anger. So I'm like, I refuse to read all this. I'll just send him something shitty later than block him. I do keep thinking I need to read the whole thing before sending something, but eventually in the afternoon, I was thinking, okay, I don't want to read this. I have a good guess of what it'll be. I'm going to just send something about how this is shitty behavior and block. Like the audacity to send me that when I worked a full night shift going on a date with you last night. The audacity to spend so much time writing out that text message when you don't have a bowl in your house, a normal size bowl, is insane. It's insane. You have one cup and you're going to talk to me like that? Please. Please go to Target. Go to Walmart. Go to Home Goods. Okay. I can't have, a, I can't take you serious. The sense of entitlement is crazy with this guy. Okay. So let me get back to the email. She said, I sent him a text that said, didn't read past the first line and I didn't think that of you, but clearly I misjudged because you can't send something like this because you're upset um, someone didn't want to hook up with you. Not sure what you're referencing because I don't recall getting mad. Hope you find whatever way to channel this energy and I wish you well. I then block him and something in me is like, now that that's done, just skim the message. Carly, it was so much worse than I thought. I'll give you some sample lines below. Okay. Um, and I'm going to read you just some, a few of these lines. So this one says, I couldn't tell if you were kidding, but you pulled away 
when I said I like man stuff in parentheses because I am one. Oh, this guy has a micro penis. I'm sorry. And it's interesting because you said that he was good looking, right? You said that he's attractive. To me, it gives a couple of things. Um, he doesn't have the social, like he can't pick up on social cues, first of all, which is obvious, but I think maybe he was extremely shy when he was a kid. And it's like that weird, like kind of Andrew Tate cult of men that are like, they, they were really shy as, as kids and teens. And they maybe didn't have a lot of luck with women. And they join these guys that are like, I'm an alpha, I'm an alpha man, you know, men hunt and you know i'm a high value man meanwhile andrew Tate's in fucking you know jail in romania or some shit for for trafficking um so yeah what an alpha male he is but this guy gives that he gives kind of red pill vibes and i accidentally called him andrew taint and i will continue to reference him in that way from now on okay let's see Let's see what else. Um, if uh, these are more quotes from him, if a man defines what he likes and is, and you get mad at him for it, that is no difference than when a trans person defines what they are like and are, and you getting mad at them. What? She says, like, it is so scary to me that he gave no indication of being this type of person during the five hours that I spent with him. And of course, now my response sucks because it doesn't even begin to address this fucked up behavior. Yeah, that's fucked up. I would unblock him and say, wow, just read the message. You're even more of a douche than I thought. And you're a clown. You're a clown. And I would say not for nothing, like, I was, I have to go to the chiropractor today. I'm going to invoice you for my chiropractor appointment because I carried that conversation and that date on my bear, on my back. Okay. I'm not surprised that he is like homophobic or transphobic or, you know, I, I, I would never have pegged this guy to be an ally. You know what I'm saying? Like he didn't give that type of energy. So this says, he ends the text with, I felt a connection with you in every other way, but if you can't see that, in parentheses, me discriminating him because he's a man and a banker, I guess, then I definitely don't want to see you again. In my eyes, clearly a man's way of saying, I felt sad when you didn't want to hook up, even when I asked you three times outright, so I have to hurt you back now. Anyway, just really alarming how awful some of these men are. My lessons are um, to always read a full text before responding and be better at always leaving earlier. If I'm not hundred percent sure on a date, all the Brooklyn girlies beware of a man named James on the apps who has surfer picks. All right. You know what? I usually, I usually will block out a name, but I think in this scenario, first of all, he lives in Brooklyn. What part of Brooklyn does James live in? Because he's not, he's not over here by me. Is he? I don't think so. People are so crazy. Men, this is what I was saying before. They can't handle being rejected. He's like, by the way, like if you're going to not, he's like, if you don't like me and you don't want to see me again, then I just wanted to let you know that like, I don't want to see you again. <laughs> it's like, okay, you had to get the last word in. And what about this text message would ever uh, make you go, you know what? I made a mistake and I really want to see that guy again. <laughs> He's so right. And he is a man. Um, 
because he's got a he has a the, the, he's got two things in his fridge. One of them is a is a deer head, and the other one is a user's manual for the fridge itself. So he, he's got a, he's a man, okay. And that's please. Okay. Let's see. Okay. Let's see. This one says, my boyfriend is 10 years older than me. Hey, Carly, love the podcast. And I've been listening every week since the pandemic. Here is my situation. Oh, thanks for tuning in. I'm 24 years old and my boyfriend's 34. We've been together for almost one year and we love all the same things, camping, bike riding, traveling, music festivals, cooking, dancing. And he is one of the nicest people I've ever met. He's a landscaper. Send me a picture of him. And he works in palm trees. Oh, that's cool. He helped me move apartments and build furniture for me. And he's always giving me flowers and plants. Oh, I love him. And he even got me a huge tree for my apartment. My boyfriend also has one daughter who's eight years old and lives in another state. They have a great relationship together. However, it seems like the baby mama is a little bit crazy, calling him a deadbeat, even though he works six days a week for like 12 hours a day and sends the money all the time. Even with those problems, he's always in a positive mood and never puts his problems on to me. Okay, as he shouldn't. Anyway, I'm only 24, and if we continue dating, I don't want to get married or have kids for a long time, not for years from now. Part of me feels bad because I feel like he's at a different stage of his life from me. Obviously, I'm not going to do something I don't want to do, but is it fair for me to continue this relationship if he wants to wait longer, uh, if he needs to wait longer for these things that he is already ready for? Is this his own problem that he needs to deal with? I've already communicated how I feel with him and he seems to understand, but I can't help but feel bad because he's older and I'm in a completely different stage in my life. I hope this makes sense. Sorry for the long email. I've attached a picture of my parents' main coon. Oh my God, that's Robert's brother. No, that looks exactly like Robert. Oh, let me see Robert. Oh, Robert, you're so cute. Okay. So I think you have your head on straight here. You're 24 years old. He already has kids or he, and he's, is it a ex-wife or just a baby mama? I don't know. But, um, listen, I would not, I, I would definitely be in the same boat as you. I would take my time. I wouldn't jump into anything. I wouldn't make promises that I can't keep in terms of you know, a timeline of when you're going to be ready and what you're going to want to do. You're young, you're young and you have your whole life ahead of you. And it would be so unfair for this man who's 34 years old to tell you any different. So it doesn't seem like he's doing that, but I am curious, like, does he want to have more kids? Like, does he want to get married soon? Does he want to have more kids right now? Because I think that would like, if, if that is what he is looking for, that's completely fine. But I would just go listen, like I'm in a different place in my life. I'm 24 years old. I'm 24 years old. You know? But if he's genuinely okay with that and doesn't, you know, make you feel a certain type of way about it or make you feel like he resents you or something, then it's fine. You know, you could keep it going. But I just wouldn't... um feel obligated in any type of way. 
Okay. Let's see. This one says. Okay, this one says. <laughs> God. <laughs> Brazilian waxes, firefighters, and liquor. Uh oh. Sounds like a sounds like a weekend. Hi, Carly. Oh my God. I've been following and loving you since the girl code days. Oh, thank you so much. You help me get out of my head during the day and genuinely bring so much laughter to my little apartment. Oh, thank you. You were also my bi awakening for me. So thank you so much, girl. When I tell you the amount of people that tell me that I was their bisexual or their lesbian awakening is insane. Can I tell you how many lesbians have been like, you were my lesbian awakening and that zero men have ever said that to me. Zero men have ever been like, I had the biggest crush on you. Like you were like, when I realized I was straight, <laughs> it's always the girlies. It's always the girlies. I love that. Okay. So she says, any hoosies, I have a couple of tales for a laugh, but my best gal, Abby, put me onto her podcast and it would be amazing if you could give her a shout out like the disc jockey that you are. Oh, well, hi, Abby. Hi, Abs. Thanks for thanks for um, recommending this potty. She also ran your ran into your sweet baby daddy, Chris, a few months ago in Arizona and sent me a picture. Please see attached. She said, I know who you are. You're that guy. And he said, yeah, I am that guy. Let me see. Hold on. Are you talking about baby daddy? Chris? Oh, God, you're talking about Chris Stefano. That is not my baby daddy. Are you guys insane? <laughs> I thought you were talking about future baby daddy, Chris. From the this podcast. You want to know what, girls, I just want to make one thing abundantly clear. First of all, don't send me pictures of Chris Stefano. <laughs> Please, now my computer has a virus. <laughs> I'm kidding. Me and Chris are friends. Me and Chris are friends. But honestly, please can't break. Anywho, she figured it out and then they took a picture. How amazing. Okay, here we go. Girl, you want to know what? I'm about done with you and I'm about done with Abby. She says, I am watching a first responders show and I'm just thinking about how these firemen and women are so hot. And then the thought of them actually auditioning for the role and then dressing up like in one of these fake costumes is just too much for me. I totally get it. I felt that way when I watched the show Rescue Me. If you ever saw Rescue Me, you get it. It was like kind of like a it kind of had soap opera vibes. I don't know if it was technically a soap opera, but Dennis Leary's in it. And um, there's this other guy that's in it that's so hot. It's insane. And I was like, they're really good actors. And I was just like, wow, these firefighters are so hot. And then I'm like, oh no, they're wearing like a costume, you know? And then she says, also one time I got a Brazilian wax and it was the first time they did my little booty hole. And so I didn't know the procedure. So she finished with my vag and then said, turn around. So I got on all fours, like a damn dog. And she said, oh, you could lay down. I think that that's completely normal what you did. I thought that you were supposed to get on all fours. How are they supposed to get in there? But like, you still have to spread the cheeks to do it either way. So it's a lose-lose for me. Also, one time I was buying alcohol, slightly underage lady, as a slightly underage lady, and was using my little fake ID at the liquor store. And I was nervy. And the man said pin. And I said it out loud, my actual pin out loud in the open. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> 
Thank you so much for reading and tickling my tuna each week. Much love to you and the fur babies for me and my amazing man who always has clean towels, bath mats, and a heart of gold. Please see a picture attached. If this is another picture of Chris and Stefano, I'm going to throw my phone into a river. Oh, wait, is that your dog? Your dog is so cute. And your boyfriend's cute too. Okay. Okay. This one says reaching out to an ex. Yes or no. Hey, Carly and the kits. First time writing in. Love the podcast. Finally got my sister to listen and now she's hooked too. Oh, thank you guys so much for spreading the word. Thank you for being so freaking hilarious. I need some advice about reaching out to an ex. I know it sounds bad, but keep reading. First of all, I had dated this ex for one and a half years back in 2017 and broke up with him because we were long distance living in different countries while we met traveling abroad, spent six months together, literally 24 seven before we both moved back home um, with no end to the long distance in sight. We had always talked about moving in um, to another country so we would be together again. Visas suck, but in the end, I just couldn't make that big of a leap away from my friends and family and my community so that I have here in my hometown. I know eventually I do want to move to another country, but I had to get my career started and feel stable enough to make a big move like that. Anyway, after we broke up, we stayed in contact for about two years. I know it was through the pandemic and saw each other in person twice post breakup because honest and honestly, it felt like nothing changed. We both still loved each other. It just felt like logistics were the thing getting in the way as well as my career. Eventually, it became obvious that we were hurting each other more by staying in contact without anything actually changing. So we agreed that we both needed some therapy to understand ourselves better and cut it off cold turkey while we did that. That was back in May of 2021. We legitimately have not spoken since. I have always thought of him as my soulmate and had this hope and thought that we would end up together in some way, somehow. Cut to now, I have a boyfriend of three months who is great in so many ways, but I'm not sure that we're meant for each other. Just some incompatibility, not red flags, but are just differences in lifestyle and life goals. It's still new, but I can't stop thinking about my ex. Separately, I have been thinking about moving to Europe in the next couple of years to get my master's degree, and it sparked an idea that I can't seem to shake. What if I asked my ex to come with me and give it another shot? Is this even an idea worth thinking about? Shouldn't I be using that time to date hot European men with cutie accents? But I worry that if I were to do that, I still wouldn't be able to get this ex out of my mind. I haven't stopped thinking about him in two years, and I feel like I'm going crazy not being able to focus on any other romantic interests because nothing compares to him. My therapist says that I need to not idealize him, uh, idealize, I-D-A-L-I-Z-E, idealize, and that if we were meant to be together than we would be, but it's hard when I still love him all this time later. Like it's got to mean something right. Anywho, any advice from you and the girlies would be appreciated, whether it's about how to reach out to an ex after a long time apart or how to forget the love of your life and focus on something new. Love you. Kiss right on the lips. Um, let's see. Oh, and you have a cat. Oh, this cat looks like my evil rat Stanley who keeps chasing around this little fly. So, okay. And then she gives a good fuck, Mary kill. So listen, here's what I'm going to say. What honestly do you have to lose by telling this guy how you feel? What do you honestly have to lose? Forget that you have a boyfriend. You've, you've known the guy three months, please. 
I have jelly in my fridge for longer than you've, than you've had this boyfriend. No disrespect. I'm not trying to be mean, but uh, come on. Okay. So. All right. I don't think that you have anything to lose by being honest with your ex. If you really feel this way and listen, I believe it. I believe that there are people in our lives that we have a very unique connection with that just, it's so rare to have that with somebody. And it's special. It's a special thing there. You can meet other people who are wonderful and really nice and tick all the boxes, but it's a, it's a different type of connection. It's like a, like a familiarity. It's like a comfort there where you feel like that's your best friend, you know? And I feel that with some friends too, like it's, it's not even just romantic. It's like, there's certain people in life that you just connect with. And it's like, you know, the pieces just fit together. So to me, you have two options. Number one, tell him how you feel, see what he says. And I wouldn't, too much time has been, um, too much time has gone by and you guys spend too much time together and you guys, you know, were going to therapy and seeing each other and the feelings were still there. And it was like too messy for you not to just go, listen, I love you. I want to try this thing. What are you feeling? What are you up to? I'm just, don't feel any pressure to say this, you know, to say it in response. Uh, sorry. Don't feel any pressure to, um, whatever, like, I'm not asking to be in a relationship with you right now or whatever, but I just want you to know how I feel and see where your head is at. Because if I don't do this, I'll regret it. And, and that's also what I believe. I think if you don't say anything to him, you're going to regret it. So that's your first option. Your section, op, your section, your section, girl, let me have it some diet Coke. It's my brain food. Hold on. Woo. Maybe I'm getting a fever or something. Wow. That was like, uh, that was like a true glitch in the matrix. <clears throat> your second option is saying nothing and going the rest of your life, knowing that you said nothing, <laughs> just do it. Who fucking cares? What's the worst case scenario? He says, you know, I love you, but I don't want to move or I don't want to be in a relationship and I just want to be friends. Okay. That's fine too. Then you're, Worst case scenario, you're back in the same position that you're in right now. So just do it. I stopped giving a fuck what I say to people. I don't care if somebody thinks I'm crazy, because if you know me, you know that I'm not crazy. You know, if you've been in a romantic relationship with me, you know that I'm not a crazy person. So like I stopped sparing other people because I'm like, no, because then I'm driving myself nuts. So just be like, hey, I've been thinking about you a lot. You know, say something nice. Who cares? You know what? My friends always make fun of me because if I have a few drinks, I, I say this exact quote, okay? I, I say, we have but one life on this earth. Just do it. <laughs> My friend's like, oh, she had, she had four beers again. I'm like, we have but one life. Me talking to an Uber driver me crying, talking to an Uber driver, me meeting someone in a bathroom saying we have but one life on this earth. Life short. You just got to do it. Anywho. 
Okay, you guys, I'm going to do this. We're going to do this. Uh, oops. We're going to do this fuck, Mary kill. And, and I want an update on my desk by next week from you. All right. We're going to do this fuck, Mary kill. It is um, the work from home edition. Okay. The work from home perk edition. So number one, having a little happy hour early on a Friday before logging off. Okay. Number two, skipping work in the afternoon to go shopping or run errands. Or number three, getting to cook yourself lunch and eat it fresh. Ooh. Okay. So I would say having a happy hour, we're fucking having a happy hour, right? Having a little happy hour before we log off, right? And this is, I obviously don't, you know, work a nine to five from home, but this is what I would imagine. This is what I would want. So we're fucking the happy hour because we can't be doing that every day, right? It's a nice little treat. Then we're marrying, skipping in the afternoon to go shopping because that's important. Sometimes I need to run to Trader Joe's. Sometimes I want to go to the pharmacy. I'm going to marry that. I want to do that every day. And then cooking yourself lunch is always good, but I, I could kill that. You know, I could kill that. Anywho, you guys, I love you. You can send in questions to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. Um, and thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Bye.